Hey, this is Missy Harper. You're listening to Life with Lisa Harper. On the podcast today, She Reads Truth. Hey, y'all, I'm Lisa Harper, and you're listening to the Life with Lisa Harper podcast. We're calling season one Out of the Ashes because during each episode, we're walking through stories of redemption, essentially stories of people who have walked through tough stuff and found that God is perfectly good even when life is really, really hard. Okay, y'all, some of you have hollow notes, some of you have salt and pepper, some of you have, oh, I don't know, you know, just mac and cheese. I have Rachel and Amanda, (laughs) my favorite redemptive duo, two dear friends and two miracles. Um, they are the the leaders of She Reads Truth, which may be my favorite ministry of the last decade. Um, they have, God has used them as a conduit to cause literally millions of people to open their Bibles and really see God bigger as, re- as a result of this love story called Scripture. And so I adore them. If you see me in shorts, their names are tattooed in um, really interesting places. But anyway, <laughs> um, I'm so fired up to have Rachel Myers and Amanda. Bible, yes, that is her real maiden name, Williams, on our podcast today. And I want to start, y'all, with a little bit of either or. Are you up for it? Because we're diving into deep. We're diving into Easter. But I want to start kind of lighter. You okay Listen, as, after that introduction, I feel like you can, you you can are, say you whatever you want. And that was not hyperbolic, y'all. They really are that good. They're golden. Okay, we're going to do a little bit of either or. And you both have to answer the either ors. Okay? okay. So it can't just be one or the other. You have to pick both. Okay. I can I, do this. I'm decisive. Okay. I can do this. Okay. We're going to start high. I'm find decisive out. person. Okay. You're going to go fast. We're going to start high and we're going to go low. You ready? Mm-hmm. Ready. Okay. Beach mountains. Beach mountains. Sweet savory. Savory. Sweet. Jazz rock. Really neither. <gasps> that is her oh, most honest Oh, please don't tell answer. me you're going to go hymns. Oh, Oh, that would be such a like. like oh, I'm so sure. Obviously, we're go it's really there. only anything okay, written what before. Be? What would it be? Jazz, blues, jazz. You know, I'll take jazz. I like okay. jazz. There is a playlist on Spotify called Jazz for Sleep, and it's great any time of day. Are you a classical girl? I mean, I just background music. I'm not really a music. One time I walked in Rachel's office. I was like, why do I feel like I want to buy something right now? And she's like, this is the restoration hardware, like playlist. Oh, (laughs) that is You know, like the cafe, the gallery in the market. Mine's rock. You're grieving me. Okay. Really? Mm -hmm. Oh, a little spicy. If you were forcing me to choose She is married to David Williams. It has got to be rock. Okay, I got you. Guac, queso. Guac. Oh. Okay. We're the exact okay. opposite. We're not trying to be contrarian Night here. Night owl, early riser. Oh, night owl. Night owl, yay. Hey, oh, yay. best friends. Finally. Okay. ESV or CSB or <gasps> New Living? Ooh, um, my beloved Bible is ESV. Okay. But um, we do almost all of our work out of CSB. I'm happy both ways. I like to not be too familiar. Okay. Okay, I do too. But I also I like to too. be very familiar. I mean, I'll have what she's having. It's basically the same answer. Okay, yeah. Old Testament, New Testament. <gasps> Are we allowed to answer that yep, question? Yep. Is you it sure spiritual can. to answer you that sure question? Can. You sure can. What would you say, Lisa? I'm not giving this. To, <laughs> I am not the one in the hot seat here. I don't know. Just I... today. Just for today. New Testament. Okay. I mean, for today, I think Old Testament, but it's because that's where we've been sitting. But... I'm going to be like, well... 
Oh, see, I was going to do some sort of like high and mighty, like well, Jesus is in the New I Testament, know, but he's I in the know. Old Testament You can't too. go there. Y'all are giving two. In what, the beginning be was the word. word We're talking too much. I know. <laughs> you're talking too much. Okay. Okay. Hosea Malachi. Hosea. That, that was way, way too Sorry, easy. Sorry, Malachi. So here is the harder one. Board shorts or Speedos? <laughs> Board shorts. <laughs> Can you do jammers like in like a speedo can, tightness, but a length can do of a jammers? Okay. I want. I really wanted Ryan to answer the yeah. question. Okay, now we're going to dive in. This theme that we've been doing for the last couple of months is called "Out of the Ashes." Yeah, we're talking about Jesus as our Redeemer, but I wanted to save y'all for Easter week because y'all just reek redemption. Everything you're about is the restoration that Jesus brought into our world. And so again, I want to start kind of high. Um, and I want to talk about maybe your favorite Easter memory as a kid, because y'all grew up in very different families of origins. And I want to talk about that memory could be good or hard, but your that Easter memory that kind of stands out from, I'd say, toddler to 10. I, I did have a, a complicated Growing up, it was a complicated family situation, um, but we had an aunt and uncle who had a really stable family situation, yeah. and we would go to their house for Easter every year with my mom, and so uh, my Easter memories are all really good ones. We oh, were good. always in, um, in, and they would usually buy us Easter dresses, um, and so we'd get to match their daughter, and we would have gloves and hats and the ruffle socks, and we have so many horribly embarrassing photos of us lined up in all of yeah. the in all of the Easter frivolity, and we would sing those Easter hymns with the most gusto, not just at church that day, but yeah. with like all day, that whole weekend. We were just so singing. one or two words for that childhood Easter experience. Would it be belonging and safe? Maybe so. But you know what I loved about that most of all? That whole weekend from anywhere in the house, if somebody said Christ is risen, somebody from the other side of the house would say he is risen indeed. Oh, I love that. Wow. I okay, mean, I love that, that call that's and response, cool. that's the only time of year that mm-hmm. happened in our life or in our family. We don't have enough call and response. I love yeah. that y'all do that with She Reads Truth. Yeah. That's one of my favorite I'm trying things. to teach the team a new one right now. We, I, every, what is it? On mon- well, on Mondays, we you know read scripture together before staff meeting. And usually, I've we've gotten to a point where now, after we finish reading scripture, I say, do you believe this is true? And if they do, they respond, we do. And then or the Andrew Peterson version. We do. We do. We do not sing it. <laughs> but then usually I follow that with now this. Please tell me you don't have a staff person who says, we don't. We don't. Nobody, nobody <laughs> says we like don't. Immediate pink slip. This is a problem. Um, but then we have, you know, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Right. Um, and then on Monday, I was like, okay, guys, the next one we're going to do is if I just say the grass withers and the flower, flowers fade, you say, but the word of the Lord remains forever right, right and so those are like we just toss it around it's like a quiz show yeah. what, what call and response are we going to use this week yeah. yeah i like that okay a b w standout easter memory yeah i um have a really poor long-term memory and so a lot of my standout memories um are based off of photos mm. <laughs> and like the photo will jar you know a memory yeah. and uh, and so when you say childhood Easter, I immediately think of a photo of me and my brother. He's um, four years older than me. And it's, it's, it's the way we're dressed. It's the like, he's in his little, he's probably, I'm probably four. So that would make him eight. And he's in like a little gray tux with like a bow tie. Um, and I'm in a really fluffy 
dress and Which hats, so gloves. Much like <laughs> well, here's the thing. We, you know, we didn't have a lot of means yeah. um, in this part of my childhood or any part of my childhood. And so it felt so tangibly special. Like, so mm. Easter was like, it was, it was an event. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so it was, you know, we would go to church with my mom and it's just, you know, in the, we went to a Methodist church at the time. And so it was in the, in the pews singing the Easter hymns that you sing every single year, um, dressed in not just our Sunday best, but our Easter Sunday best, right. which like takes it up a little notch. I love um, that you brought that up. Cause I think, you know, the very first week I had Missy home from Haiti was Easter, which just seems so fitting after this. You know, I lost two adoptions before Missy, and then it was a two-year pretty tough process, not unlike you with Toby. And so to have her, I brought her home just a few days before Easter, and I remember I just, I cried through the entire service. And I went to sunrise service, and I went to regular service, and I just wept the whole time because of what he had redeemed in my family. But I didn't dress way up because I kind of associate that with the religiosity of oh, my sure, yeah. youth with looking good, yeah, but not yeah. necessarily loving God. And yet I think sometimes I've thrown the baby out with the bathwater mm-hmm. because when you said it was really special, there's mm-hmm, something mm-hmm. to be said for that. Have y'all brought that forward with your own family? We have. We, yeah. we now with my sister's kids, you know, she has five, I have two. Yeah. And everybody, all the boys match, all the girls match. Oh. And we do, we make a big fuss of it. We get yeah. riddles to find your Easter basket. Oh, wow. I remember last year, I think Hazel's, the riddle said, at the Good Friday service, mom was a crier. Your Easter basket is on top of the... And oh, I like, like that. <laughs> so they have to go hunt down their Easter baskets. I'm make you write mine for yeah. Missy. You're very creative. <laughs> but mom was a crier. They were like, well, that is true. Mom did cry a lot during the Good Friday <laughs> service. The riddles are also truthful. Yeah. 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 yeah what we, have you brought forward? Yeah, we, we don't do that. We um, I generally think about what everyone's going to wear on Easter Sunday about two hours before we have to leave the house. <laughs> so it's more, and I think it's because I'm afraid of like, well, I'm not a planner, A. And B, I'm afraid of pushing too hard yeah. for that reason that yeah. you're speaking. Like, I I don't want, you know, and, and for my daughter, because she's 12, and she um, doesn't like to be told what to wear anymore. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just like, you know what? It's fine. And she'll <laughs> she'll turn the table. She'll be like, Mom, it's church. I can, it doesn't really, it doesn't matter what I look like. Right. And I'm like, I'm not really sure what to say to yeah. that. Because... I pulled that one out in about <laughs> high school. You uh-huh. know, the you know, men looks on the outward appearance, but God looks on the uh-huh. heart. Yeah, yeah. Because They're I didn't smart. want to wear, I didn't want to wear tights anymore. Yeah. So I started pulling that one out. I read something. I've been studying the Gospel of Mark for this Lent season because I love Mark's Gospel because it's a... It's just the down and dirty of Jesus. It kind of goes straight there. I think it matches up with the Passion Week so well. And then it kind of sets in the Passion Week. I know y'all have She Reads Truth because I read through your reading plan for the Lenten season. It's amazing. But is there one place in Scripture that kind of does it for you, the way the memory of y'all wearing matching outfits and the, you know, the things that you go, that was Easter to me. Is there a place in Holy Writ that you go, that's where I camp out in Easter. That's where I feel like I marinate in Easter. 
I do. For me, it's um, it's Mary Magdalene at the tomb, and it's mm. it's Jesus saying her name. I mean, yeah. every single time, Mary, like, Mary, Mary. Yes, yeah. it's that's it. And it's um, when we Rachel and I had the privilege of being in Israel together a few years ago, and we went to the Garden Tomb. Yeah, and um, and that's all I wanted you, was it? to just. They were like, we we should read scripture. We're here, like we're in this place. We might not be yeah. the place, but it's a place that's right. like the place, and, close to the place, right? And yeah. so, um, and so, and I went straight there to John twenty, and I just, I mean, I can't read that story without mm-hmm. weeping most times, mm-hmm. and I was a wreck <laughs> reading it, standing there in front of um, the garden tomb. But but that's it for me. It's that mm-hmm. it's that moment. It's her. Uh, earnestness and mm-hmm. her desperation to know where he is and what's happened. Yeah. And then it's like the tenderness mm-hmm. with just the, the saying the name and saying it mm-hmm. twice. Um, well, and the fact that she was, you know, she was the one with seven demons, one of the few demoniacs whose number was named and the number meant completion. So she was probably completely oppressed and then three years later, what is arguably the most significant job in human history at a time when women weren't allowed to give witness in court because it was considered a histrionic you know, witness that wasn't credible. And God in his sovereign mercy says, I choose her, mm-hmm. this woman nobody else would choose, and yeah. she gets to be the first witness to the risen Christ. That, going from last to first, that part of Easter, just the tenderness of God and Mary being there for that first Easter morning slays me. Yeah. And then it was intentional. This was not, this is yeah. not happenstance. That's right. This is the way he wrote the story. That's right. Yeah. He always writes it better than we could even imagine. I know it's frustrating sometimes, but also wonderful. <laughs> so wonderful. So wonderful. Sometimes after the fact, okay, Rach, what's your, what's your kind of Easter marinating passage? You know, I said that, you know, I was picking New Testament for my either but or. But you've gone old, haven't you? Well, when yeah. I was a kid, um, one of the I went to a little Christian school, and so we memorized a lot of scripture. Um, and I think over the course of a couple months, we memorized Isaiah fifty three. Mm. And um, and really, I think that's the time because it's that leading up to um, Easter Sunday, mm-hmm. where you in your head. Um, even just like reciting that over and over, especially mm. on Good Friday, and just like he was. Um, he was despised, rejected by right. men, a man of sorrows. Mm-hmm. Um, and even just like, surely he has borne our griefs, which is not just an Easter thing, my goodness. Right. You know, but like, right. but by his stripes we are healed. Um, that beautiful messianic prophecy from Isaiah, mm-hmm. that's where I go leading right. up to, and especially on Good Friday. Right. So maybe I am an Old Testament girl today. Oh, well, that was an unfair question because I'm both two. And I can't <laughs> separate them. Yeah. Because to me, I can't even understand the New yeah. Testament without the Old Testament. But then I love the, you know, I love yeah. the Jesus. He's you know, in both. But you know what, I love though? literal Jesus. And I don't know. I don't know if this was true for you guys, but we grew up in the Midwest. And of like my first 12 years of my life, I think it rained every Good Friday. Mm. Um, and so to me, it was just like, well, obviously it'll rain on Friday. Like right. it was, it right. was, it was, I'm sure probably coincidental, but it was like clockwork for us. It, that, like, like the weather crying. The, the earth was yeah. weeping yeah. Um, and that it was a cloudy day and that it was yeah. dark and almost always Easter is sunny. Yeah. And I know that that's not true in all parts of the world yeah. or all, even all parts of the country. But for me, there was a real physical tie. Yeah. 
to the you weather. Know, I didn't start observing Maundy Thursday until I was an adult. Yeah. And there's something about the sobriety of that service because I think we're too quick to get him out of the tomb. Yeah. To actually mm-hmm. contemplate what y'all are doing with She Reads Truth with Lent, mm-hmm. to actually kind of sit in mm-hmm. what he went through, which leads me to the next thing I want to get your response to. I read a story recently that N.T. Wright wrote. It's not his story, but he wrote a true story about an archbishop, and and this archbishop told this story in a homily, and he said that uh, there were three little boys who were extremely rambunctious and rebellious, and they thought it would be funny to confess to the priest where they worshipped the worst things they could imagine, not things they had actually done, hmm. because these were eight, nine-year-old little boys, but just these horrible, heinous acts. They thought it'd be such a hoot to confess that and see how the priest responded. And he said, finally, the priest with the third little boy said, I'm going to give you penance, and here's your penance. I want you to leave the sanctuary, and I want you to come back in, and I want you to go to the cross at the front of the sanctuary, and I want you to look up at Jesus on the cross, and I want you to say, I am so sorry my sin put you there, and I have not been respectful. And then I want you to leave the sanctuary, and I want you to wait 10 minutes, then I want you to turn around, I want you to come back, and I want you to do the same thing. And as this archbishop told the story, he said, the third time in, this nine-year-old little boy approached the cross and couldn't speak because he began to weep. And he said, I know exactly how he wept because I was that little boy. And he talked about as a nine-year-old little boy, that's what kind of changed the trajectory of his life and caused him to go toward vocational ministry, was actually sitting in the fact that Jesus hung on that tree for him. Mm-hmm. When is a, a moment recently in your life where you contemplated not the victory of Easter, but the sorrow of Good Friday? I always feel like my um, my Christian testimony is um, not worth telling. That mm. it's a, a disappointing because you story. were a good girl. I was a great girl. Yeah, I really was. I didn't. I didn't do any except for those hoop earrings. I mean, watch out. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you who have not listened to Rachel much, she talks about, will you tell the story about your hoop earrings? My my grandma warned me, using the word Jezebel, um, that that hoop earrings specifically were the devil's stirrups, and he would ride (laughs) you straight to hell. (laughs) So be careful of those hoop earrings. Um, So other than the hoop earrings, you're a great kid. I grew up in a really legalistic um, church and family, and you hear that when I talk about the hoop earrings, right? And so, yeah, I don't have any like here are here's the the lord saved me from the depths of woe except he did mm-hmm. the, he saved me um the way that he saved me and honestly i'm sure your listeners there are there are men and women listening who can relate to this sure. he saved me from my self-righteousness which yeah. is a really hard thing to be saved yeah. from yeah. because it's harder to see yeah. I think it's really easy to see when you have a named sin that's mm-hmm. like listed in the Ten Commandments right. explicitly, but when you you know you take even those first two commandments, mm-hmm. you know, and when it's you know when I'm making idols of my good living or yeah. whatever it is or my lack of need for saving, mm-hmm. I walked a lot of years in in self righteousness as a Pharisee. Like mm-hmm. I told you just now, like we memorized a chapter from the Bible about every month. Isaiah 53, you memorized as a kid. As I'm a like, kid, Ugh. right? Yeah, it's a lot. Um, and, and that's why I need Jesus. Like I need Jesus because I am Paul. Before he was Paul, I'm Saul, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm the one standing 
pharisaically and saying, you know, well, I haven't, you know, I've kept the law. Mm-hmm. And, and so like, I'm here to condemn those who haven't. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, and that's, that's not Jesus. Yeah. And I, and that means like more than anybody, I need Jesus. I need yeah. Jesus to take my face in his yeah. hands and turn it yeah. to him and to him on the cross that's right. and remind me that my salvation does not right. come from works, but I'm saved by grace. I love it that he says only those who recognize they're sick. Mm-hmm will lean toward the physician. Yeah. I love that. That's my Easter story, Lisa. What about you, man? That's your Easter life. That's my Easter life. Yeah. And we need to stay there. Yeah. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Amanda, when did you realize the cross was for you? That it was personal. It wasn't just a corporate symbol, but you needed yeah. the cross. Yeah. I'm going to try to tell this story without crying because <laughs> it involves my mom. Um, so... I mean, for me, like I resonate so deeply, like we're so different, but we're also not so different, Mm -hmm. um, Rachel and I, but so similar, like I feel like age, you know, age wise kind of similar, like young, like probably I was probably a teenager Mm -hmm. going into college. Um, and my story is different. It's the same in that I was, I was a good girl, Mm -hmm. did, you know, good grades in the clubs, doing all the things, youth group, youth choir, yeah, mission trips. Clubs. Yeah, all of those things. Um, but I was secretly not a good girl. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so my mom was the person who knew that. Mm. And she knew the, the depths Our of, moms of that. moms were texting each other. My mom did too. <laughs> and so the, my mom's um, long-suffering with me and the way that she, the woman has guilted me maybe like three times in her whole life. So I mean like almost never, right? Mm-hmm. Like that is not her MO. That's not the way she operates. Um, and even then she didn't, but she had a way of loving me that just showed me Christ all the time. And so for me, I think finally like seeing that and seeing, um, her like accepting her love (laughs) and then in turn being able to accept the love of Jesus and go like, gosh, if my mom loves me like this, then how much more does the father um, and does Jesus love me as my savior? And so finally just that like, man, facades are hard to shake. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I carried that one a really long time and I carried it past my Easter moment, mm-hmm. you know, like I mm-hmm. had a pack on my back that I just carried straight through college yeah, and, um, and really probably like when I came to Nashville, um, really marks the time where I, I think I started to embrace that fully. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, I can't think of my story and understanding the cross without thinking of her part yeah. in it. I love that you say this part of my story because I think we don't 
do this anymore. At least I don't know any communities who do. But when I was growing up, we used to do something called a progressive dinner. Oh, yes. And you went to different people's homes for a different part of the meal. You yeah. started at somebody's homes with appetizers, and then you went on yeah. for entrees. You went on for dessert. Usually it was at least three homes. And I think Easter is a progressive understanding. Absolutely. I think you may celebrate the spiritual reality of Easter. You, know, you celebrate that when you're saved. But the longer you walk with Jesus, the mm-hmm. more Good Friday becomes an integral part of your Easter. Because I don't think we can celebrate fully without remembering that we hung him on the tree. Yeah. And you start getting that and you go, my goodness, that's yeah. where redemption is richer, it's deeper, it's I'm so stinking grateful. Because yeah. to me, Easter without gratitude it's it's Christmas without Jesus' birth. It's like you can't have yeah. it without us just being absolutely undone the yeah. way Mary was. Amanda, yeah. I, I, I haven't heard you tell that story that way before, but when you have talked in the past to me about your relationship with your mom and the way that she loved you like Jesus, mm. um, I want you to tell Lisa what she said to you. Mm. Please. Oh, um she she didn't say it. She wrote it. Um, she I was going somewhere I shouldn't go, and she knew it. And she had told me not to, and I told her I wasn't. And then I went anyway, and she knew I was going anyway. You know, this whole mm. thing that you when you're a teenager and yeah, you're um, a jerk sometimes to your parents. And I, um, she always worked like she was a teacher, and she always stayed after school to help students. And so we always got home first, but in the morning before. She left, she would leave instructions for dinner. And so we would come home and she would be like, the cornbread's ready to mix or whatever and put this in the stove or whatever. And so we always had notes on our counter um, in the kitchen. And so this particular time when I came home and no one was there, um, she wasn't there, but she was there because she left a note on the kitchen counter that just said, remember whose you are. Mm. And I mean, she might as well have just like gone with me right? <laughs> because right. it was so profound and I never, ever forgot it. I um, uh, had a, like a true of weights ish ring, like, you know, right. a, a, right. like it was more than that to me. It was my sort of like, it was a ring that tethered me to the Lord in right. my mind, you know, right. and, um, and I had already had it, but I, I took it after that and had that line engraved on the inside of it because I was like, that's it. Yeah. That's that's what I want. Like I yeah. want to walk the Lord. Um but yeah, it's so powerful to me because like my mom is not my savior, but it is powerful to me to to think of the impact that we can have on others by loving them like Jesus. Yeah. Um and then it doesn't, you know, we were talking about parenting earlier and how it's hard. <laughs> but like, you know, some of it's, it's refining. Some of it's pretty simple, you yeah. know, like it really is just loving. Yeah. Um, yeah. Loving hard even when it is yeah. hard. Yeah. Um, I wanna land, I wanna close on you saying remember whose we are, because to me that could be that could just be the tagline of Easter. And it reminded me of something I wanted to get y'all's reaction or response to. Y'all know I love N.T. Wright. He's one of my favorite living theologians. I've got a platonic crush on him. <laughs> and I, I read this this week, and he's got a great book called Lenten for Everybody. So it's just those of you who haven't practiced Lent because you don't come from a Catholic or ecclesiastical background, but to actually kind of marinate in, in Easter before Easter happens. Um, he wrote this. He said, it isn't just here is a truth 
about something that happens as a result of which there's good news and we can go to heaven. Easter is something that happened by six o'clock on that first Good Friday as a result of which the world is in a different place. The grip of the powers has been broken and the name of that new world is forgiveness. That's who we are. We're forgiven. A woman I used to read when I was younger, Barbara Johnson, says we are Easter people living in a Good Friday world. So how do you stay in the cognizance that we needed Jesus to go to the cross because we're sinners, even good girls Mm -hmm. are sinners in need of a healer, a Mm -hmm. savior, redeemer. How do you stay in the cognizance that apart from Jesus, there's nothing good in me, and in the celebratory posture of I am forgiven? Because in my opinion, just as we shouldn't celebrate Christmas one day a year as Christ followers, We also shouldn't celebrate Easter one day a year. We should live in the reality of Easter. So how do you keep your heart in that place? How how are you an Easter woman every single day? I think I know the answer for both of us. We open our Bibles. We open our Bibles. And we don't open them because... That's what I was hoping you would say. I mean... (laughs) We don't open them because we feel like it every day. Sometimes we do. A lot of times times we we do. Yeah. But we open it because we believe that what's inside is true and his life yeah his life and so just like you know easter doesn't it, it doesn't just change a fact about our lives like it changes our lives changes mm-hmm. everything right in our lives but i can't articulate much of that to you mm-hmm. on any given day um or or reconcile that with what i see around me all the time mm-hmm. um so we ha- i mean we just have to we have to go to the source and we right. have to, um, and, and honestly, like something that's challenging to me, um, right now in this season is to also just turn to the Lord in prayer the way mm-hmm. that I've learned to turn to my Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, because right. you know, just the, the girl who reads truth every day doesn't necessarily have it all, you right. know, all the spiritual disciplines figured out, but because right. it's like, I also need to turn, you know, to the spirit and just say right. like, you know, just being constant communication. Yeah, it's why one of the reasons I I was so um, it's really easy to brag on y'all. Y'all are easy to love, easy to respect. But the fact that you've poured your lives and really sacrificed a lot to go, we want to be a conduit to other people connecting with the love of God through His Word. All too often, especially in evangelical circles, the Bible is seen as a rule book, as a collection of benign morality tales. We forget it's a love story. And to be tethered to this love story is how I think we keep our hearts in the posture of Easter. Mm -hmm. Because over and over and over again, from beginning to end, it says, you are are forgiven your love. This perfect, Mm -hmm. glorious God condescended to earth in a suit of skin to say, you're worth it to me. We are Easter people. Scripture is not just a place where we like aim for hope and get there finally and then go on out of it, but it is a place where we trip through hope and and find it everywhere. And I think that that's that's my Easter thing. That's my Mm. Easter moment. That's my Easter life. Because, you know, Scripture tells us that we're not a people who grieve as though we have no hope. Right. But even more than that, and as well as that, we're also people who do not live as those who have no hope. That's good. We're people who live That's really good, right? with hope. That's right. You, you trip over it. Yeah. My mm-hmm. favorite, one of my favorite professors said that, and I have never forgotten that analogy. I, I want to basically fall flat on my face by tripping over grace 
every time I I want to be amazed mm-hmm. by God to just constantly kind of have my jaw dropped and oh my goodness he did that. I love y'all. Thank you for being with us. One last one last question. Okay. If you could say one thing, one word of redemptive advice, one sentence of redemptive advice to your 20-year-old self, what would it be? I can give you a word, but I'd have to give you an explanation. But I can keep it to a word. Do it. Um, The word is pursue. Hmm. And I, because I I did a lot of pursuing. Hmm. And, um, And I remember near the end of a season of a lot of, pursuit of excellence, I realized that all that time the Lord was pursuing me. He's the pursuer. So you learned to be pursued. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think mine's, it's related but different, as is so many, so many things (laughs) with us. Um, The words covenant, and I think that at the, you know, the explanation is very much like what my mom said to me, you know, like, remember who you are, like. You belong to him. He belongs to you. Like this is not, um, this is not a temporary relationship. Mm. You know, this is a forever covenant. And so, yeah, stop trying to outrun it and just Mm. lean in, lean in girl. Yeah, these two women, Rachel Myers and Amanda Bible Williams, are to God's Word what chips are to queso. They will help you hang on to it. And so give us quickly how people can connect with She Reads Truth, one of the most amazing um, connecting you to God uh, ministries that I am aware of. Get out your phones, which you may already have in your hands if you're listening to this podcast, and download the She Reads Truth app, or go to shereadstruth.com, or come find one of our beautiful study books where we just pour scripture into them, and then you get to read the scripture. And you will find a huge sorority of women who don't have it all together, but who love Jesus and cheer for each other. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us on the Life with Lisa Harper podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, and I sure hope you did, I would really appreciate it if you subscribed and gave us a rating on Apple Podcasts. The introduction music was provided by my almost little brother, Tim Halperin, who also co-produces this podcast with me. Life with Lisa Harper will be releasing episodes on the second and fourth Thursdays of every month. We sure hope you'll keep listening.